Hello there, my warrior friends. Welcome to Caregivers Conversations. I'm your host, Leanne McKinley, and an unpaid caregiver just like you. In this podcast, we discuss the truths behind the daily struggles of the unpaid and untrained caregiver. Fasten your seatbelts because you're about to hear raw, edgy, and real-life conversations with like-minded caregivers and industry experts whose missions align with mine, which is to change the way we all experience caregiving. In this community, I aim to inject your life with practical tips, tools, and techniques that will leave you feeling energized and uplifted. Are you ready to get inspired and to change the way you experience caregiving? If so, buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for uh, joining me today and all of our listeners. You and I met on a course a while ago, but we hadn't really, and we kind of kept in touch, but I had no idea until recently that you've got your master's in Chinese medicine. Is that correct? I do. And I, um, I also just finished my doctorate in the same field. And I do want to just say thank you so much for having me here. I'm I'm super excited for your podcast, and I know it's going to be such a success. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. And uh, yes, for all the caregivers that we need uh, some de-stressing, when I found out that you were studying a lot of stress techniques, quick stress techniques, I thought it would be wonderful. So thank you for coming and spending your precious time with us. So can you just tell me, how did you get into studying Chinese medicine? Like what created that desire to to get into that industry? Yeah. So originally I I had worked about 20 years in the Western medical field and I started out as a candy striper and I worked as a certified nursing assistant and medical assistant. I worked in hospice and also Alzheimer's. And those were kind of my two areas that I I worked in. Um, I also worked in some nursing homes and you know, and then I ended up working in ICU and um, in a cardiac step-down unit and specializing in cardiology and pulmonary. And at that time, my trajectory was to go into nursing and, you know, I was considering naturopathic medicine at that point because I just wasn't, you know, really satisfied with what the Western model, you know, had to offer. And, um, at that time I got bit by a spider and (laughs) two years later, I I still wasn't, I I was probably functioning at about 50%. No Um, way from a spider bite, from a spider bite, uh, you know, not to be like super graphic, but, uh, you know, I, I was having to have the, the bite, the area drained, uh, twice a day and, I was on massive amounts of antibiotics. I had had three or four visits to the emergency room because I had uh, residual staph infections, just, you know, different parts of my body was, you know, reacting, you know, to this. So it was a really long recovery and I had to leave school. I was just getting ready to go into my pre-med program um, for medical anthropology and and then, you know, onward to um, naturopathic school and and whatnot. And 
And I had to stop all of that. I had to change my trajectory and just hit the pause button because I, I wasn't well enough to be able to do all of the things that I wanted to do. And so I remember saying to a friend of mine, you know, I this is just not a quality of life that I can I can live with. You know, I, I'm terrified of going out of the house because I'm afraid I'm going to get, you know, sick from, you know, somebody, somebody having the flu or something, I'm going to catch it. And, you know, I'm, my immune system was just so messed up at that point. And she said to me, you know, you should check out my acupuncturist. And uh, I didn't really know, you know, too much about acupuncture or Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine at that point you know, it was, I was pretty green. So I reluctantly went um, because at that point I was just kind of desperate to try anything. And I had some nerve damage on my back from the bite. And wow. after one treatment, I like all of the pain in my sciatic from this infection, from the spider bite had diminished and I wasn't limping anymore. I didn't feel any pain anymore after one treatment. And after 10 treatments, I felt like a million bucks. I just, my energy, my vitality returned. You know, I, I was taking an herbal formula that was designed, you know, had a lot of like B complex, you know, in it, as well as some Chinese herbs. And that just was such a life changer for me. And so I ended up at the recommendation of another friend of mine who was a, a physician's assistant. She had gone to chiropractic school in upstate New York and, and they had a, an acupuncture program. And, you know, I was telling her, you know, about my plans and how they had changed and, you know, how acupuncture had changed my life. And, and she said, well, you should check that out. Wow. <laughs> so I had all of these women, <laughs> these really strong women around me that were saying, you know, you should check this out. You should do this. And, and so I, I did. And you I heard the call, you heard the call. <laughs> absolutely. You know, it was, it was like, that was what I was supposed to be doing. And so, you know, it made a believer out of me. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of my peers, you know, when they are asked why they got into, you know, acupuncture and Chinese medicine, they'll tell you the same thing that it, it changed their lives. You know, it, it changed their lives for the better because they had tried everything else. And, you know, maybe they didn't know, you know, too much about it at the time. And then, you know, it was upon a recommendation or they were, you know, wanting to do something else and it transformed their lives to, you know, just a, an amazing quality of life, you know, versus the life that they had been living before. So, so yeah, it, uh, it changed my life. <laughs> That's pretty and, crazy story, Sarah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Um, you know, so I, I didn't, I never looked back after that. I, I started that in 2011 and since then, uh, you know, we're in 2021. I, I have been studying consistently since then. And, uh, you know, I, I went from New York to Oregon. I transferred up here and I, I finished my master's degree at, in Oregon. And, uh, and then I, I went into doing the doctorate program. Wow. Um, so I didn't stop at just the masters. I, I kept going because uh, I just wanted to learn as much as I could and gather as much information as I could so I could help as many people as I can. That's crazy. That's good for you. So I didn't know that about you, that you were in New York and then you moved to Oregon. So where did you, so where are you studying? Where? Forgive me for not knowing better. This is not a traditional university. I assume that you're studying Chinese medicine and getting your doctorate and did your master's at, or is it? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, it's a it's a private college. So the the one in New York, it's no longer there anymore, but it was called New York. Well, the chiropractic colleges. It's New York Chiropractic College, and then the uh, the acupuncture program there was through the Finger Lake School of Acupuncture. I can't remember what it's been in the recent past that 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 has changed. But then when I moved to Oregon, I applied to the oldest uh, acupuncture school in the country. And it was also the ranked number one for many years. I'm not sure if it still is, but it, I'm fairly certain and you know that I can say that you know it is ranked up there as being one of the top schools. Wow. Um, and that's Oregon College of Oriental Medicine. Amazing. Good for you. That's congratulations. That's quite the Thank feat. You. That's a feat, right? It's a long haul. <laughs> I'm sure. And very rewarding along the way is you're helping heal a lot of people because you do have a practice as well, correct? Where you I, see I, yeah. So I'm not practicing acupuncture right now. I, I really, you know, just focused on getting my education finished and and now I'm in the process of taking my board exams, you know, and getting that done. But I, I do practice, you know, I do some life coaching, um, some whole person life coaching. And I also teach people, you know, stress techniques, Perfect. stress management techniques. And also I do vibrational sound medicine. So all of that, you know, really came into play um, when I was interning in my master's program because I found that the, I had a lot of women, predominantly women who were coming to see me who, you know, had such an enormous amount of trauma and stress in their lives. And, you know, when you have, you know, a lot of trauma, a lot of childhood trauma or sexual trauma, you know, needling, you know, with acupuncture or even just, you know, like touch itself can be so sensitive and so, uh, violating, um, triggering, you know, right? Like a little yeah, triggering, triggering. Yeah. Right, right. So I wanted to find ways that I could help my patients heal and build that trust. And so that's how I got into doing vibrational sound medicine. Was it kind of created this, you know, this bubble for them where they felt safe and they felt heard and held in a in a way that felt good to them. You know, so that was definitely a, you know, starting point for me, a total game changer. Incredible. And I also see that you studied from your bio um, psychology as well. So you've, you've really got a whole holistic approach between traditional medicine, Eastern medicine, psychology, sound healing, you know, breath work. You've got a very, very (laughs) holistic approach to helping I looked into it all. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. I can tell. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my psychology background, I studied at Pacifica Graduate Institute in Santa Barbara. And unfortunately my program was eliminated. So I, I didn't complete it, but, you know, so I do want to just let our listeners know, you know, that I'm not a trained psychologist. I learned a lot, you know, about somatics and, you know, what that means in terms of how we are in relationship with our bodies. Mm -hmm. And that was my primary goal. So I'm very grateful for my time, you know, there. And, you know, I just continued, you know, it's, it's opened up so many other avenues for learning, you know, from a union standpoint, from a somatic standpoint, and I've just met, you know, some really incredible people, you know, that way as well. Awesome. Um, 
you know, I, I should say, you know, when I was doing my master's program, my partner had a very serious illness and, you know, we weren't really sure what what was wrong with them? Um, you know, we he wasn't able to get up and walk across the room. And this is a person who is very active. He was a musician in the L.A. scene for many years. You know, he was vivacious. And, you know, my last year, my master's program, you know, he woke up one day and he just wasn't able to to walk across the room. And so I became his caregiver wow. for the majority of my last year of my master's. And. I know what that's like to have so many other things going on. Right. And, you know, be trying to live. It's like you're split into two different, you know, directions. You've got your own life and you've got the life of somebody else in your hands that you're caring for. That's right. Um, and there's many thoughts that go through your head. And, you know, there's also people, you know, I, I me mean, personally, I had someone come to me early on and say, are you sure you want to be with this person? You know, and, and I just, I was really appalled by that, you know, by that statement, you know, it was just really offensive, you know, to me that we you know, live in societies where, you know, there is such judgment around caring disabilities. for people, yes. disabilities. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, that we can be in such a single-minded mindset, you know, yes. as to not care for people outside of ourselves. I know we will talk about that another day. Cause I could go on about that for hours <laughs> as you know. <laughs> yeah. I it's just wanted like, to mention that I because know. I do understand, you know, what it's like to be a caregiver and, and, you know, I feel like I've spent my whole life being a caregiver and, and I'm, I'm honored by that. You know, I'm, I chose to live a life of being in service to others and, you know, whether that's my partner or people that, that come to see me for care, I'm always humbled and I'm always honored by that. But I also understand the the emotional psychology around, yeah. you know, the toll that it takes on, on you know, the individual, the, you, the caregiver themselves. You've been through it all. That's why you're such a great guest, because you've been from the medical industry to personally caring for someone that you loved for right? Like uh, to, yes. so thank you. Yes. That's, that's why I'm so excited. Cause you're going to help us with some stress techniques today. How did your partner fare? Am I able to ask? Is that too yeah. personal? No, absolutely. So um, what we found out, you know, and, it, and again, you know, and I know a lot of our listeners can relate to this, you know, we spent about six to eight months going from doctor to doctor Yeah. Uh, you know, doing a lot of blood tests, a lot of unnecessary procedures, he had some nerve damage that was developing in his hands. He had seen a chiropractor. He had gone to acupuncture and he's deathly afraid of needles. So I chase him around the house with needles and he's locking himself in the bathroom because he, he doesn't want anything. But, you know, so we've tried a lot, we tried a lot of different things and nothing was, was working. And, um, and so, you know, finally I, I was actually interning at a, a community acupuncture clinic and he called me and he said, Sarah, I can't, I can't get out of bed. I can't walk across the room. Oh, and I said, okay, I'm on my way. And this was the, th- I think it was the second time that we had been to the ER. So, and I, and all along, I will say this, um, you know, I had kept saying to the specialist that we had seen, I said, I think this is arthritis. And they were like, kind of scoffing me like, oh, you're just, you know, you're in, you don't know anything. You're just, you know, you're, you're a newbie, you know, you kind of get that. 
you know, when you work in the medical field and, and, you know, you're just coming out of, you know, your, your programs and stuff, you know, you're, you're still green and, you know, you don't know anything. So I wasn't being listened to very well, but, you know, I continued on to be, you know, the advocate. And um, so we got to the emergency room and I said, we're not leaving until we have an answer. Right. You're going to have to throw us out kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. Been and, down that uh, road before for my father, let me tell you. Yeah, you uh, know, and, and so the, the ER doc just looked at me and he said, okay, you know, let's figure this out. And so I gave him all of the information and my partner, you know, answered all of his questions. And so he, he examined him and he said, I think you have psoriatic arthritis. Oh. And I, I just, we both just looked at each other and smiled. And I said, I've been saying that for eight months. <laughs> you know, uh, right. You know, and, and so he, he said, well, he goes, let me get you a referral to, you know, a specialist. And I said, okay, hold up, you know, before we get there, because we've, we've gone down this road before. And in order to get in to see a specialist, you know, here in the States, sometimes it takes several months. Mm -hmm. And so we're not, we're not doing that. I said, we need for him to see somebody soon. We need to get some resolution because he's got other things. His body is compensating in other ways Mm. because of this arthritis. So it's causing more problems. And if he waits, his problems are going to get bigger. So he got us in within like, I think it was three days. We got in to see a specialist and, you know, he tried a couple different medications and, and now he's medication free, you know, but it took us, you know, it took, I just got a small dose of what, you know, some people, you know, go through, you know, when they have someone that they're caring for long-term, but it was enough for me to really appreciate even more, you know, the work that I do. Right. It just adds to, before, before we go into the stress techniques, I just want to sort of sort of capsulize what you were saying, you know, about a lot of topics that you and I, hopefully you'll come back and talk about other topics like following your intuition and being an Mm -hmm. advocate and for your loved one, because the system is Western. I'm not, I want to just have a disclaimer that I'm not saying we don't need medical doctors because I don't want to be irresponsible. It's just, I think we need sort of more integrative premeditative, you know, prevention, premeditative practices and the medical industry is just so overburdened that if you are not pushing to become an advocate, you can get lost in the system. Like it's, and it's taxing as a caregiver. I mean, I'll just give you an example. I just went through three days. My dad has a meeting with his two types of dementias, or I rather have a meeting as his caregiver with his doctor once a month. And his doctor, we, I used to take my daughters two years ago. God bless her. Love her. I mean, it's her practice. It's her right, but she prefers to travel. So when my kids were young and I was a single mom, we were like, she canceled our yearly physicals three times in a row because she was always traveling. So this is my dad's doctor. Well, his physician assistant quits two weeks ago and doesn't renew his meds. And so this spent three days trying to get his prescription renewed only to get to the pharmacy today and it was still not done. So that's the kind of like, it's little things. But when, as my daughter was saying, who's a nurse, has her master's in nursing and runs the children's hospital, the ER division, as she says, when you are stressed and you've got, you were talking about primary trauma, if you've got a primary unresolved trauma and then you add stress and compassion fatigue and the caregiving and the exhaustion, every little thing that could go wrong just is now becomes a big taxing, overwhelming 
issue. It's just all those little things add up to being a lot to cope with, right? Absolutely. Because they all, it triggers, you know, the, the same response that you have to trauma, you know, your previous trauma, that same reaction, you become very reactive to all of these little things. Mm -hmm. And so it, it triggers this cascade of emotions that start coming out. Right. And then you have like, you know, I mean, you, you, you know, we could talk about this for hours, but I know, you know, you, you, you do start to go down a, a, you know, a rabbit hole of all the feelings that are connected to the trauma. And then, you know, on top of, you know, all of these other things that you're having to deal with. And I'm not, I don't want to sound, you know, insensitive here, but it's all the things that you're having to deal with Mm -hmm. that are not even yours to deal with. Yeah. You're advocating on behalf of your loved one, you know, so it's polarizing. Um, It is. And that's why I'm starting this podcast. And then the book and the course that I'm writing is because who's caring for us, right? Who's caring for the caregiver? It's statistically, unfortunately, like 30% of caregivers will die before the person they're caring for because we're not taking care of ourselves. We're so busy advocating, as you said, it's polarizing. Like if you're taking care of yourself, you're living in guilt and, or I'm not doing enough, or, you know, it's, it's a very hard life to balance. You're constantly in counterbalance. I find that's the word I use as a coach, you know, you're counterbalancing and, and finding your way and navigating your way to keep de-stressed and caring for yourself and your loved one all at the same time. And it it can be extremely taxing, right? Absolutely. And then you add shame on top of that, where Mm -hmm. whatever feelings or thoughts you're having around that, you know, say you're having a bad day and, and you've just had to advocate for your loved one, you know, and you haven't taken care of yourself, haven't taken time for yourself. And so now you have all of these, these feelings and thoughts around how the heck did I get here? And the shame of feeling and thinking the thoughts that are in your head that you don't say out loud, I think really compounds the situation. Um, so you, you start to go in this cycle of not even being able to recognize yourself anymore, mm. you know? Right. So or the just, anger that comes up, you mean from yeah. the, because it's such a big sacrifice. I mean, it's an honor, but if you don't deal with your emotions, like you're talking about and de-stress and keep your life in balance, right? it's not long before the overwhelm and the taxing, the physical exhaustion and the mental exhaustion can turn into an apathy for the loved one you're caring for towards a resentment and an anger, right? Like this loathing right. of the situation you're in, which is why yes. it's so important That's why I'm advocating to get ahead of it, to keep ahead of it so that it doesn't all of a sudden creep up on you. And all of a sudden you're like full of rage and depression and anxiety, right? It's to stay ahead of it. Yeah. 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 So that's why I think, you know, when you have my, my tips that I'm going to give you today, yeah, we'll get into those in a second. Yeah. You know, like just having little things like that can be so helpful Mm -hmm. of deescalating, you know, and deregulating that feeling that you're having. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, internally, it can just kind of reset you, perfect. you know, mentally and emotionally. Okay. So perfect. So why don't, so should we let you take over and start with those then now? Sure. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> perfect segue. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So I have, yeah, I, I have three tips that are five minutes or less. Okay. So the first one, it's a, I'm sure everyone, you know, if you haven't, you know, already heard about it, it's called tapping. Uh, or EF, I think it's also called EFT. I teach a, a very similar thing that I just call tapping. And so on the wrist, 
there, you know, you have these, if you turn your, your so that you're looking at your palm mm-hmm. and you have, you know, like on the outside where your pinky finger is, if you just trace your pinky finger, you know, down over your palm and you have these creases along your, you know, like your wrist crease mm-hmm. and you can feel your tendons right there. And so on the very outside of the tendon, where my wrist on, meets my hand, where your wrist meets your hand down the pinky line, mm-hmm. there's a little depression right there. Yes, I can feel it. Okay. And so that is what we call in Chinese medicine, heart seven. And so if you tap on that and just do some deep breathing, you know, I'm all, I'm huge on, on breathing. So deep breathing, you can just tap on that. Oh, I can feel that, you know, breathing in through your nose and slowly out your mouth. That point is the indications for that are, are worry and stress and, you know, the heart is connected to the spirits where we, we house our spirit. So by tapping on that, um, it, it kind of, it helps to activate that point to bring you back into yourself to, to, yeah, bring you back into your center and, and to alleviate stress and worry and, and anxiety. So Sarah, should I be, so when you say tap, is it how much pressure? Cause I can, is it just a light tap or is yeah, there... you can just do a light tap, um, okay. you know, with your index finger. That's what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's it. I you can know. feel it. Like yeah, I can so feel it vibrating yes. throughout my other, to the, my fingertips. That's typical. Yeah, it will. It can, um, it can also go the opposite direction. And so the pathway of the heart channel in Chinese medicine is it goes up your arm and sort of the, it's the inside of your arm and then it runs into your armpit and then it Mm -hmm. goes internally. So some people might feel a warm, a very warm sensation kind of travel up their, the inside of their arm Mm -hmm. and into their armpit. You know, some people might feel it go the opposite direction into the pinky or into the palm of the the hand. And that's also another good area that you can, you can tap. That's also part of the heart channel. So you can tap the palm of your hand or yeah, the palm of your hand as well with your index finger. Okay. Um, You know, so either one of those, it just, it activates the heart channel, you know, so that you can tap into those, those areas of, of your spirit of de-stressing. Okay. So that's one, that's number one point. It feels good. So I, it's just, it's like two different energies. I can feel, I don't know if this is normal. The inside of my arm up into my armpit, I can feel like the direct line, but it feels more tense. Whereas the energy going into my palm and my fingers is more tingly. Yeah. So, so when you feel that, what that tells me is that, is that you have, you have tension, you have stress. You know, okay. so if you, if you continue to do that just very lightly, it doesn't have to be a lot of pressure. You know, what you also want to think about is the intention behind the tapping. Mm-hmm. So, you know, imagine if you're meeting the most wonderful friend in your life, mm-hmm. that's what you're doing is you're meeting the most wonderful friend in your life. And that is, that is your heart. That's your, that's your spirit. Right. So Love by that. Tapping, you're giving yourself a hug. That's what you're doing. You're saying, it's okay. We got this. I love that. That's so special. Thank you. My point number two, or my tip number two, it's a facial massage. And so if you take your index finger, your middle finger, and your ring finger, 
and you place those just above your eyebrow line. Like you can still feel in on your fingertips, your eyebrows, mm-hmm. and you just set those right there. And then you move in a circular motion and then you just climb up. You just move your fingers up just a hair and you move up just a little bit more. And then you move up a little bit more and you move up a little bit more. And each time at each level, you're, you're moving in tiny circular motions. Clockwise, the counterclockwise. Okay. Clockwise. Okay. All the way up to the hair. To the hairline. Okay. Hairline. Now, if you want, if you want to get crazy with it, you can totally go all through the hairline. You can go, you know, through the whole scalp. It feels wonderful. It's a, a relaxation protocol. Okay. You know, so, and those are also all acupuncture points that you're activating in on the forehead. Oh, wow. Okay. And you can do that all over your face. It's, we don't have time for me to go through the whole thing, but that's just a quick thing that you can do on your forehead because a lot of times we, we tend to scrunch up our foreheads or we raise our eyebrows or, you know, we have a, a permanent, what my boyfriend calls a permanent scowl on the forehead. Um, <laughs> yes. <you know>? Yes. <laughs> so, okay. so by doing that, so it helps things, with the wrinkles too, is your son. What's that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay. Um, you know, so it just kind of helps like, you know, get you back again, get you back in your body because that's what it's all about is getting you back in your body so that you're, you're in there, you know, like you're, you're not just somebody's caregiver. You're a, you're a human being, you're a whole human being. Right. And it's so important to remember that and to give yourself some self-love and some self-care. Right. You know, that's a, that's a really great way to do that as well. So let me, can I just ask you to expand on that for one second? Cause I'm curious, is it, I'm wondering if there's, cause Greg Braden, I don't know if you've ever followed Greg Braden, but he talks about when you touch your heart, because that is the seat of your soul, but it's the physical act of touching your heart that helps your energy focus on your heart space. So when you say getting back to center, back to self, is it because we're tapping into the heart energy or is it because we're touching our physical body or a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. Okay. So you're definitely tapping into your heart energy. You're, you're tapping into that, to your consciousness, to your being. And you're also, you're reminding yourself, think about it like this. If you are constantly doing things for other people, what are you doing for yourself? Mm-hmm. Who holds your hand? Who right. gives you a back rub? Right. So, so, so it's a little self-love just to touch yourself is what you're saying. It's a little self-love to touch yourself. Yeah. But it's also reminding you that, hey, you've got a whole body here too. You're a whole person. Right. You know, so it's giving you that actualization, that realization that, you know, you're not invisible. You, you know, you're, you're in there. You're right. here. You right. know? Right. Wonderful. Which leads me to my third point, my third tip. And this is a really brief meditation of a much longer uh, meditation. So what you want to do is you're going to take your left hand and you're going to put it over your chest, mm-hmm. just where your heart is. And you're mm-hmm. going to take your right hand and you're going to put it just below your belly button so that your thumb and your hand is spread out and your belly button is between your thumb and your index finger. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so as you're there, you're going to take those deep breaths and you're going to breathe in all the way down to your belly button. So your belly expands like you've got a Buddha belly. And as you're breathing out, instead of focusing on all the stuff that's going on, every all the lists that you have to do, you're going to be focusing on that breath of feeling the rise and fall of your chest, the rise and fall of your stomach, 
of that breath coming into your body and the breath going out of your body. And what that does is that that helps you reconnect with yourself, with your spirit or with spirit. And another aspect of this that you can do is as you're breathing out, you can say things like, I am here. And what that does is that that also like mentally connects you to your heart and mm-hmm. to, to your spirit and to the things that you're breathing in. So you only want to focus on the things that you're breathing in that are good for you. You're breathing in all that serves you, all that's good for you, all that's light and loving. Mm, I love that. And everything that you're breathing out is everything that doesn't serve you, everything that's no longer serving you. Right. Okay. So it's almost like you can do an affirmation, positive yeah. affirmation as you breathe in, and then you're exhaling what you're releasing. Yes. I love it. Absolutely. That's very calming. I love this. I mean, they're all wonderful, but this one's very calming. I mean, I meditate a lot, so it's easy for me to get right there. So it might be a little more challenging for other people. I don't know. And that's why maybe the, you know, saying it out loud, I am here. Yes. You know, that also like connects you to the voice. Yes. And so, you know, your voice has a vibration and that's, you know, something that I learned through a lot of the somatic work that I did because my specialty area, you know, is in how we embody music and how music embodies us. And music has a sound, it has a vibration, and your mm-hmm. voice is music, your right. body is music. And so when you think of it in those terms, the voice is your music, that's your song. Right. And so when you when you speak it, you can feel it, you can feel the vibration in your chest. Right. Oh, that's so by profound. saying, right. I am here, I am here, Right. you know, you can feel that in your chest. Oh, I love that. So Wonderful. Three points. The tapping, the facial massage, and the meditation. I love those. Thank you. (laughs) You you can get more of those. I have have 30 other tips and tools for uh, de-stressing in five minutes or less. Fantastic. Um, I was just going to ask you just to recap the time. So you did that wonderfully. So, So five minutes a day, multiple times a day or when needed, right? Yes, you can, you can take, and the the great thing about this is that you can, you can say you wanted to take all three of these, Mm -hmm. these tips that I just, you know, gave you, you could put them all together. Mm -hmm. You can make a a five minute or a 10 minute or a 15 minute, however long you want to do it for, Mm -hmm. but they can all be done in five minutes or less. Right. And, and the same with, you know, my course that I'm, I'm getting ready to launch is that there's 30 tips in there, 30 tips and tools. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can do in five minutes or less, or you can put them together to make a longer, you know, practice for yourself. Fantastic. So we will just to let the guests know if they want to um, connect with you, we're going to put the links to how to reach you in this podcast. So if they want to look out for the course that's that you're in, almost done creating and ready to release soon, they can do that, correct? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be launching that actually probably tomorrow. Okay. You know, I'm having a pre-sale so that the first 30 people that that sign up uh, will receive a one-on-one 30 minute sound meditation with me. And those are really special because they get, you know, we get to talk about like what's at the heart of what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. And, and we set a, a, an intention for, for them, for that meditation. Okay. That's great. And it's Sarah Irina because I didn't give everybody your last name. However, they'll have yes. the links to get a hold of you. So my apologies. So Sarah, now that we've done that, do you want to lead us into this meditation? Because 
we can, and then we'll end there and let people um, end on a wonderfully relaxing note. <laughs> yes, that sounds wonderful. And, Thank and, you. and that's actually why I brought it up, you know, with the sound, uh, because I just thought it would be a really great way to, to introduce, you know, this, this other piece here. Amazing. So, yeah, so this, I guess you could call this the fourth tip. Um, okay. <laughs> music is a really wonderful way to de-stress. And if you have a favorite song or, you know, a favorite piece of music that you like to listen to, it doesn't, a song is usually two to three minutes, five minutes max, unless it's classical music and that can go on forever. Just sitting quietly and listening to your favorite music can be a real de-stressor as well. So for this one, I use monochords as my primary instrument. I also play the harp, but today we're going to be using the monochord. And it's a stringed instrument that has 30 strings on it, and they're all tuned to the same note. And so it creates a really beautiful uh, sound massage for your soul. So what I'd like for everyone to do, all of our listeners, is to just get in a really comfortable position. And, you know, if that's a seated position or some people like to lie down and uh, and just, again, focus on that breath. You can put your hand on your chest again and the other one on your belly and just, you know, really kind of center and ground yourself, you know, to this um, to this experience and just be open to you know, whatever comes up, there's all kinds of things that, that people experience. Some people will hear, hear things, they'll smell things, they'll remember things from childhood and, you know, wonderful things. And, you know, sometimes it, uh, it also breaks that cloud around trauma so that you, you know, you come out, you know, feeling resolved around that as well. Um, so there's just all kinds of really wonderful things that that happen here. And, and I should also say that, you know, sometimes, you know, people can become emotional, um, you know, because it does provide an emotional release as well. Okay. And so should people do a lot of drinking of water if that happens to flush out anything that you would suggest or just rest? Um, just rest and just be kind to yourself. Be open to whatever comes up. It might not be right away. It could be, you know, 24 hours later. Okay. Where memory comes up where they're like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought of this forever. Oh, um, cool. You know, so, so just be open to what, you know, what the universe is gifting you. Okay. You know, for this. Wow. What a treat. Thank you. I remember listening to you play the harp for us in our course that we took online. It's beautiful. Thank (laughs) Thank you. you. Okay. So I'm going to, you know, again, ask you to just take some deep breaths, get into a really comfortable position, breathing in through your nose and slowly out your mouth.
take some nice deep breaths. Breathing in through your nose and slowly out your mouth. Breathing in all goodness and light and everything that serves you and breathing out everything that no longer serves you. All the stress and tension, heartache, worry, anxiety, breathing all of that out, breathing in all lightness and goodness. Wow, you are a godsend, Sarah. I feel so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, thank you so much. I feel so wonderful. You are so, You're so awesome. welcome. I'm so, so honored to be here. Oh, well, we'll have to do it again. I, I, and we'll talk about all these other things and, you know, what you, I mean, whatever you want to talk about, obviously as sure. well, but, you know, tapping into our intuition and all those things that we need to be caregivers. So can you just, before we wrap up here, sure. just remind everybody about the course uh, and how they can reach you. And then, of course, we'll put the um, connections to your social media platforms in this podcast once it's uh, out. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a couple of different ways you can find me. Uh, Instagram. Okay. I'm at Living Well with Sarah. Okay. And I, you know, usually I post, I, I try to post four to five a day. Uh, you know, sometimes they're, you know, self-care tips. There's, I do, I love doing haiku. So I do a, a haiku every day. Okay. And I think that's a really great way of self-healing. Um, that's also one of the tips in my, my course, mm-hmm. uh, calm reclaim or reclaim your calm. Mm-hmm. And you can find me as well on the web at www.livingwellhealingarts.com. MyKajabi.com, I believe is what the okay. But that's okay. Yeah. We'll have a link anyway. So we'll yeah, go. it is it is on the on my Instagram as well. So you can find me there and, and click on the link. Okay. Um, my course is going to be launched. I, my hope is tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, and again, the first 30 people that sign up, it's $29. And the first 30 people that sign up receive a free one-to-one session, you know, with me. And it's a 30 minute sound meditation. Uh, it's a $75 value. Wow. Um, it's amazing and, value. Yeah. And, and it's, it's super beneficial, you know, and you can also check out some of the other services that I, I provide as well. And okay. on my website and uh, so all of that will be live tomorrow, November 1st. I look forward to hearing from everyone. If anyone has any questions or comments, I'm completely open to hearing any and all and just hearing from people and how they're doing. And, you know, if I can help in any way, I'd love to be able to help. Thank you. Yes. The comments and the feedback as to how this all worked for them as well for my, for my uh, benefit would be amazing, but thank you, Sarah. Yes. We'll put the links, check out Sarah's course get some feedback to all, both of us on how you like this and uh, go and practice some de-stressing and stay positive, right? Sarah, stay positive, Absolutely. stay grounded, stay positive. And thank you so much again, my dear. It was yes, an honor. You are welcome. And I'd like to just add, you know, a couple different things here as well. I'd, I'd like to say small things go a long way, you know, so, so, do practice some self-care, even if it's just the littlest thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, because those little things do build up uh, to, you know, to make a big thing. And uh, just know that you don't have to go out alone. 
mm-hmm. please do talk to someone, someone that's not connected to you or your personal story, someone who can, you know, listen with non-judgment. And also don't be too hard on yourself. You know, you're human and, and you have a life and you had a life before you became a caregiver and, you know, things it's like I tell, you know, would tell my cardiac patients, you know, you, you have to learn to do things differently. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that your life is over. It just means that you have to do things differently. Slow down. That's the big thing. Yes. And, yes. and when, and when we practice those things, which I've, you know, had to learn to do, sometimes it's easier than other times. We're always in counterbalance, but when you do slow down, you can start to see the gifts of this, the honor and the gifts that this role brings to you. It's just, it's getting to that space, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you have to learn not to brace so much. You have to learn yes. to to walk with ease. <laughs> and release control. Yes. <laughs> That's been a big, a big part of my journey because as a real estate agent of 25 years, I don't sell real estate anywhere. I, I coach, however, but you have to be so in control because there's, it's just, I won't go there because that's a whole other podcast. It's just learning to release control. Yeah. You have to go with your the day, flow. You know? day is going to be different every day when you're caring that's for somebody, right? right? Every so, day yeah. is a new adventure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my dear. I'm going to let you go. I really appreciate it. Stay in touch. Thank you for having me. And, and uh, I, I look forward to hearing the final project. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Of course, I'll send that to you and uh, we'll wonderful. stay in touch. Eh? All right. Sounds wonderful. Thank you, sweetie. Take care, Sarah. Thank you, Leanne. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening to Caregivers Conversations today and for being a part of this amazing community where we laugh and sometimes cry together, but more importantly, where we aim to change the way we all experience caregiving through inspirational and uplifting stories and the provision of practical tips, tools, and techniques that you can add to your self-care toolkit If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. For any comments, questions, or special requests, reach out to me directly at leannejmckinley.com. And thanks for listening. Until next time, be well, my warrior friends.